سبحانه وتعالى ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وحبيبه بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الله عز وجل به الغمة وجاهد في سبيل ربه حتى أتاه اليقين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله برضه الإسلام الله سبحانه وتعالى one of his names is الكريم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa al-hannan al-mannan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa al-wahhab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives without us deserving. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to give despite our sins and our shortcomings and our mistakes. Allah is Halim, Allah is patient. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Arham al-Rahimin, the most forgiving, the most merciful subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers, it is very beneficial for every believer, every now and then, to remember Allah's ni'am on him, to reflect and ponder over the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on you. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Quraysh, very, very, very short surah towards the end of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِإِلَافِ قُرَيْشِ إِلَافِهِمْ رِحْلَةَ الشِّتَاءِ وَالصَّيْفِ فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِنْ جُوعٍ وَآمَنَهُمْ مِنْ خَوْفٍ In this surah, my brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِإِلَافِ قُرَيْشِ Ilaf comes from the word, the root word, getting used to. Alif al-Ni'ma. Alif al-Ni'ma means he got used to the Ni'ma. See, whenever, let's say you go buy a new car. The first day you buy the car, nice, brand new, top of the range, whatever, sports car, your heart is attached. You are aware of the change. You had no car, now you have a beautiful, expensive car. So you find that you are very, very, very careful with the car. You won't hit the car. You always clean your car. You always look after it. But after one week, after two weeks, after one month, after one year, by the day, what starts happening is you start getting used to having this car. And then when you get used to having this car, you lose attention. It doesn't phase you out anymore. If you hit the car and scratch it, no big deal. If it's dirty, no big deal. You're not really worried about the car. Why? You got used to having the car. When do you remember your car? Say, oh, I love my car. I miss my car. If this car gets stolen, if it gets taken away from you, then again the feelings come. The attention come. The attention comes. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِإِلَافِ قُرَيْشِ Quraysh as a tribe. They are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
the sons of Ismail alayhi salam. This tribe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed. They were given control of Mecca. And in Mecca is Al-Ka'ba, Al-Bayt Al-Haram. Not only the Zamzam, not only this, all the Arabian tribes from all around the Arabian Peninsula, they come to do Hajj, they buy and sell, they deal. All economic center of the Arabian Peninsula. Ni'ma after ni'ma from Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Quraysh, warning them. Li'ilafi Quraysh. Allah gave them two trips, two financial, very, very important trips, one in the winter and one in the summer. All the merchandise, all the buying, all the selling, all the commodities come from Sham, the Roman Empire, you know, the Byzantine Empire time, to come and be sold in Mecca. Let them worship the Lord of this house. He gave them food, he sustained them when they were hungry. There was nothing in, there was nothing in Mecca. It was a dead land, desert land. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the tongue of Ibrahim alayhi salam, Rabbana inni askantu dhurriyati biwadin ghayri di zar'in inda baytika al-muharram. Oh ya Allah, I left my family, Hajar and Ismail, you know, in a valley that has no greenery, no water, no nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this place special. Allah blessed this place. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِنْ جُوعٍ وَآمَنَهُمْ مِنْ خَوْفٍ And gave them security after being in fear. Likewise, the ulama say, my brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with na'am. Every single one of us here is showered with blessings every millisecond of his life. It's not a ni'mah that you took and then it's a one-off. It's a continuous blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A never-ending blessing. Every single day you are enjoying the luxuries of the ni'mah of Allah. The blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single day of your life you go to sleep. Wallahi al-azim, no power in the world. No authority in the world, no technology in the world, no medicine in the world can make you, can give you the rest you get from natural sleep. You take sleeping pills, what happens? Headache, you wake up, your ugly feeling, you're dozed out, you're not there. That sleep is a ni'mah from Allah. Every single day, all the seven billion people need Allah. If you come to sleep, what do you do, my brothers? Ever thought of the process? What does it say? So I'm, I'm going to go sleep. It's a lie. The verb is a lie. The verb sleep is a lie. You don't, you don't sleep. You are given sleep. You don't act sleep. What is acting sleep? What does the verb to sleep mean? You go to your bed, close your eyes, turn off the light, get comfortable, and what? And wait. Correct or not? Every night when you go to sleep, you turn off the light, you close your eyes, you get comfortable in your pillow, and then what? Then you wait. Sometimes you're exhausted. You are tired, you're smashed, you're hammered. Every one of us faced it. I, I, I can't wait to go to bed. I go to bed, turn off the light, get comfortable on my pillow, on my mattress, and I wait, and nothing comes. Start fidgeting, 
turning this side, turning that side, on your face, on your back, you know, play with your phone a bit, get tired to sleep again, play again. Hoplos always plays that fruit ninja to sleep, you know. Every night in Khrujasim, that's how he sleeps, plays fruit ninja. Some people, everyone has his, you know, his own, you know, sleeping pill, natural. But sometimes you do everything you usually do and no sleep comes. If one night you don't sleep, and the next night you don't sleep, and the third night you don't sleep, what happens to you? Life is gone. Your life is gone, your functioning is gone, your marriage is gone, work is gone, thinking is gone, ability is gone. Every single night you need Allah. Every single day you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes. Ni'mah from Allah. Wallahi al-Azim, ask anyone deprived of vision. He can't see. Go and ask him, how much would you pay to get your eyesight back? He will say, Wallahi, if I had the billions of the world, if this man owned the whole world, every single dollar in the world was his, Wallahi, he'll pay all that money to get his sight back. Because without eyes, you can't enjoy anything in this world. Every one of us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you, gave you eyes to see with, despite your sin. Can't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my brothers, one day say, this person who I gave eyes to, who is using the eyes I gave him in my disobedience. Isn't it fair enough? I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to take his heart away. I'm not going to make him paralyzed. I'm just going to take the eyes I gave him that he's disobeying me with. Fair or not fair? Wallahi al-Azim is fair. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is halim. No, no, Allah keeps your eyes. Not only keeps your eyes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not take any of your blessings. Allah gives and gives and gives. Today, my brothers, I was visiting the hospital. One brother, inshallah, very, very, very nice brother. Like many of the faces we see here, he actually used to come to Thursday night talks. This brother was driving, he, on Russell Road, bang, big car accident. You ask him what happened? I was there, I was asking, what happened? He can't remember. What, something hit you? Did the car hit you? The, did you? Can't remember. What's wrong? This brother is lying in hospital. He is semi-paralyzed. Allah's hands can't move, legs can't move. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him full shifa. He's actually asking everyone to make dua for him. Very, very nice brother, top brother. This brother was like anyone here. He was jumping in his car, going for a drive. Probably be over the speed limit like all of us. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested him. Now, this man can't walk. This man can't drink. We were sitting in the hospital room. I'm sharing with you the story because it affected me. Every two seconds, he says to his friend or the nurse, please, can I get some water? So she comes with a little bottle, with a little straw. And she ate like, like, like a little baby. You know, he is, he said, for the first two weeks in hospital, for the first two weeks in hospital, he could not drink water. They didn't allow him to drink water. It was through a tube, you know. After two weeks, they allowed him water from a spoon. They bought a spoon and started eh, giving him water. He goes, Sheikh, you have no idea 
how it felt to drink water again. Every day you are thirsty, what do you do? You go walk to your fridge, open the thing, in all confidence, all arrogance, grab the bottle and bloop, 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 half of the bottle. You don't even, we don't, even when you say it, even the pious ones, you know, our brothers, beads, deen, everything, who are very close to Allah. He stops and says, Alhamdulillah, but Allah, it's not, is it Alhamdulillah from his heart? Is he, does he actually come to, come to drink, remember the ni'mah of Allah? Say, Allahu Akbar, look at this blessing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, number one, gave us water. This water is fresh and beautiful and nice. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made me able to drink. Sometimes the water is there, you can't drink. Sometimes the water is not there. The ability is there, the water is not there. Sometimes you are able, but the water is not there. You drink the ni'mah of Allah. This is why Muhammad sallallahu says in the amazing hadith, a confusing hadith. Wallahi, it used to confuse me. Prophet Allah says, Inna allaha la yarda anil abd. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets pleased with his slave. Inna allaha la yarda anil abd. Ya'kulu al-aklata fayahmaduhu alayha. Wa yashrabu al-sharba fayahmaduhu alayha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with his slave. When he has a meal, and after the meal says, Alhamdulillah. And has a drink, and after drink says, Alhamdulillah. This hadith is confused me. Come on. Sahaba, we say, Radiyallahu anhum. Jihad, sacrifice, hijra, migration, tadhiyah, mashaAllah, ibadah, tahajjud. And then I eat a meal. Say, Alhamdulillah, Allah is going to be pleased with me. But wallahi, my brothers, when you ponder over the hadith, who says Alhamdulillah from the bottom of his heart? You know who? I haven't seen it in a long time. Today, I saw it live. After the brother drank the sip of water from the straw, he can't talk, huh? Brother, he has a machine, he just is able to breathe. To get some sound. He whispers. He, he's not worried the sheikh is in the room, the people are in the room. Wallahi, it, it hit me from the bottom of his heart. Alhamdulillah. Really? I'm drinking water. And I looked at myself. Every single day, I'm drinking, I'm eating, I'm this, I'm walking, I'm coming, I'm going. Get married, have children, play with your kids. And then I asked myself, what's going to this young man's mind now? He might not be able to ever walk again in his life. What is he thinking? What is this man saying to himself now? Uh, if only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give me shifa from the bottom of his heart saying, please, Shaykh, make dua for me. Please, Shaykh, tell the brothers to make dua for me. And then I'm thinking to myself, subhanallah, the insan. So, mashallah, even in these conditions, he is grateful to Allah and he is funny. So he goes to me, you know, he's mocking around, mashallah, and I'm saying to him, subhanallah, now you're a very, very lucky man. Saying, wallah, I'll do this when I, you know. So I said, I said to the brother that's there, take a picture of Abdu. Take a picture of him in this condition. He goes to me, why? I go to so that, inshallah, when you get up and start walking, and, you know, go back to your normal routine, inshallah. You look at this picture and remember the promises you made, Allah. Like every one of us made promises, my brothers. 
Remember when you were sick one day? I don't know, maybe Allah give you all health. I remember face when I got very ill. When you are smashed down, you lost hope in dunya. Dunya is darkness in front of you. There's no hope. Doctors are buckling, you don't know what to do. You keep saying, Ya Allah, Allah, if this only, if, if Allah lifts his disease from me, I promise you this, and I promise you this, and I promise you this. You are stuck with your kids, with your wife, a problem in the family, you keep promising Allah. Ya Allah, if only you, you uh, take away this test. I promise you I will come to the mosque. I promise you I will be good. I promise you I will be pious. I promise you, I promise you. How many times, brothers, have we promised Allah when the little test came and we betrayed our promise? How many times? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَإِذَا مَسَّكُمُ الضُّرُّ فِي الْبَحْرِ ضَلَّ مَنْ تَدْعُونَ إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ when, uh, when you're in the ship and the wind blows, a storm comes and the ship is shaking about to drown, ضَلَّ مَنْ تَدْعُونَ إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ Everyone forgets atheists. Everyone forgets all the, the kibber, the arrogance in the hearts. Everyone starts saying, Ya Allah. Everyone says, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, the one and only. Ya Allah, save me. ضَلَّ مَنْ تَدْعُونَ إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ فَلَمَّا نَجَّاكُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ أَعْرَضْتُمْ When he takes you down, when you put your foot, your feet back on the land, what do you do? أعرضتم. Maybe now, ship doesn't link to us. But on the plane, you know when some air turbulence comes and the plane shakes badly and you look at the hosts and they're freaking out. This one you really realize it's not their normal, you know. Something is bad. You leave the movie, you start making dhikr, you know. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah starts saying dua and dhikr. Then when you jump back on your feet on the ground, what happens? Hala you were you scared. Hala you were afraid. Hala you were promising. Now just because you stood on the floor, now you want to be arrogant. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayat, فَلَمَّا نَجَّاكُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ أَعْرَضْتُمْ وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ كَفُورًا this, this insan always denies Allah's ni'mah, always betrays his promise. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَأَمِنْتُمْ أَنْ يَخْزَبِكُمْ جَانِبَ الْبَرِّ Are you secure? Where are the brains? You're worried on the plane because the plane is shaking. You're worried in the ship because the ship is on the water. You're afraid to drown. But you're not afraid on the land. Are you secure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can't make a land a landslide on the on the land you're in? The, you know, subhanAllah, look at the, the houses in, what's it called? In uh, Christchurch in New Zealand. You know, after these couple of earthquakes, we were there recently. A whole, a massive, a massive area. Now, all the buildings, all the houses, nothing can be done. The land, the land is swallowing the buildings. Permanent damage. No one can build there anymore. Liquification, it's called. Don't ask what happens. Is that the, the earth became quicksand. The solid land became quicksand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can cause a landslide to happen where you're standing and the earth to swallow you. Qarun was arrogant. Qarun said, Innama utituhu ala ilmin indi. The money I have is because I'm smart, I'm intelligent. It's not the ni'mah of Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the earth to swallow him. The earth continues to swallow Qarun until judgment day. Allah can do that to you. You think you are secure on land? 
You think you arrived, don't know you are safe? Wallahi, you are not safe. Wallahi al-Azim, no one is safe, my brothers. Every second you need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the truth is, we got used to the ni'mah. Every day, I go, open my door, I'm functioning, I eat, then go to the toilet. You eat, then you go to the toilet. If you can't go to the toilet, what happens? If you can't go to the toilet, what happens? You'll die. You'll die. One famous king, you know, some narrations, Harun al-Rashid, he found a pious man, a pious scholar. He said, advise me. He said, King, I'll give you advice. He goes, see all the kingdom that you have. Harun al-Rashid was a, they call it the golden era of the Abbasid period. Billions of dollars. He owned humongous portions of land. Money like you wish. Slaves like, whatever you name it, he owned it. So this man said, see a Harun, see a king, all this money you have, all this wealth that you have. If you are in the desert, get lost in the desert, and you are about to die from thirst. One day pass, two days pass, no hope. And then I come to you with a cup of water. How much would you give me from your kingdom for this cup of water? So the, the king was honest. He said, I was about to die. Yeah, about to die, خلاص. He goes, I give you half my kingdom. Half my kingdom? What am I going to do with the, with the whole kingdom if I die? I'll give you half and I enjoy half for a cup of water. He goes, good. He goes, how about your king, your malik? If after you drink this water, you can't relieve yourself. You get stuck. It's not, it's not leaving. The water I drank that gave me life, doesn't want to leave. One day passes, two days, two days, three days, you're stuck. You're dying to go to the toilet, not coming out. No operation, no surgery. What do you do? How much do you pay a doctor to relieve you from this water? He goes, I give him the other half. So he says, Ya king, Ya malik, Ya habibi, all this kingdom that you have is cheaper than a cup of water and going to the toilet. And eh? Uh, this is your kingdom. So don't be too happy. Don't be too... Be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every one of us, my brothers, knows the ni'am of Allah. I'm not saying we're all Muslim, alhamdulillah. But how often do you remember the ni'am of Allah? When was the last time you woke up to, out of bed and you got up and in your heart... Don't worry about the words. Nowadays, our adhkar... Even those who praise Allah, even those who remember Allah, they remember Allah with their tongues, not with their hearts. After Salah, what do we do? Subhanallah, 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 Subhanallah. Do you think that's, that's a remembrance of Allah? I'm talking, I'm looking in my phone. I got five missed calls, Subhanallah, 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 Subhanallah. I'm sending a message, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Is that the remembrance of Allah? All of us do it. All of us do it. That's not the remembrance of Allah. That's remembrance by the tongue. Remembrance of Allah is with the heart. It's when you pause, when you think, and you say, Subhanallah, Allah just made me wake up. Not only wake up, I open my eyes. Others didn't wake up. Others can't open their eyes. I got out of bed. Please, my brothers, go to the hospital. Wallahi al-Azim, it will benefit your iman. Go to the hospital and see with your eyes those people who are like you, same age, same condition, 
was, you know, gym, everything, life, name it. And he can't get out of bed. He can't get out of bed and say, Alhamdulillah, I can walk. Alhamdulillah, I can go to the toilet on my own. I don't need two nurses to carry me, undress me, put a, put a, you know, a bag in my private parts to take my, you know, my dirt, my najasa, my filth out of me. No, 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 I go, I clean myself, I wash myself. All na'am from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have got used, we got used to it, khalas. We're not grateful to Allah. So we have to be grateful. We have to thank Allah with our hearts, my brothers. From your heart you thank Allah. You have no idea how strong and powerful thanking Allah with your heart is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ if you thank me, I will increase. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised in the Quran, if you thank me, I will increase. If you thank me, I will increase you. I will give you more. And if you deny my thanks, if you deny my ni'mah on you, my blessings to you, Wait, my punishment is severe. So every one of us, my brothers, please, in your life, look, Prophet of Allah Sallam taught us. I've always, I always hear the boys. I always hear our brothers sometimes, you know, in the, in, the, in the comfortable time, they start complaining about Australia. We always complain. I've had enough of this. I can't stand the traffic on Paramount Road. I can't stand the heat. I can't stand the, I can't stand the system, man. Rent is filthy, expensive. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. We are, we are not being honest with ourselves. Ask those who go to any other country in the world, those who travel. Wallah, every time we go to Saudi, Egypt, anywhere we say, all the boys always hear saying, Wallah, we have the best country in the world. Wallah, we have the best. Wallah, we have everything going for us. Then we say it. But then we come here with battara ni'mat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We become arrogant with the ni'mah of Allah. Instead of being honest, saying, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave us this, Allah gave us that. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. Be grateful to Allah. Gratefulness is a rank. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called Nuh alayhi salam abdan shakura. Allah praised him by saying he was a grateful slave, a thankful slave of Allah. All this ni'am we have, doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserve a thank you? And thanking Allah, my brothers, should not only be with the tongue or with the heart. Thanking Allah should be with actions. Allah gave me eyesight. I can't pray five times a day. Allah gave me eyes to see with. I can't promise Allah to only use him in what pleases him, not what is haram. You're watching something haram at night alone, like 50% of the boys here. Let's be honest, 50? Am I being pessimistic or optimistic? 99.9999. You're alone at night, no one can see you, no one can hear you. You've organized the sitting, you're on the internet and you're watching something haram. Is that a grateful person to Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you these eyes to look with at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade, what Allah made haram. Can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that point in time say, look at this slave. I gave him an eyesight for free. Never asked, never asked money of him. Never made him work for these eyes. Came out of his one mother's womb to see straight away. Can't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Deprive you then and there of these eyes? Balash the eyes. 
you are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to desire, can't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take, take your desire away? Can Allah take your ability away? Wallahi, my brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He decides to punish any of us, Wallahi, it's so easy. We are so weak. We are so vulnerable. Wallahi al-Azim, the smallest change in your life, the smallest wound, the smallest injury, the smallest problem in your health can make all your life Jahannam. All your life Jahannam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lets you go. They will come back. They will wake up. They will return. They will thank. They will wake up. They will be grateful. We have to return, my brothers. We have to thank Allah with a'mal. Go ask, go ask this brother now lying in bed. When you get up, inshallah, if Allah makes you get up, Will you pray tahajjud? Wallah, he won't swear. He will make a thousand million promises. Wallah, I'll wake up for tahajjud. How about the alarm? How about what? Don't worry. Guaranteed. Just give me back my legs. But we all have legs. We all have legs. We use in work. We use in sport. We use in the gym. Don't these legs have a right with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? MashaAllah, our boys are strong boys. Comes to Hajj time, especially in summer now, not even 10 minutes of the Hajj every night. Not even 10 minutes. You don't even want to stand before Allah for 10 minutes. Like the ulama say, the less you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world, the more you stand on judgment day. And the more you stand here, the less you stand there. Where do you want, where do you prefer to stand? Do you prefer to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your room? In the AC, MashaAllah, you've, you've set the light to the level you wish. You're comfortable, you're safe. Or do you prefer standing barefooted, naked, uncircumcised, in boiling sweat? The sun has come one mile close to your head. You're, you're, you're afraid. Your heart is in your throat from fear. You can't speak. You can't say anything. Everyone neglected you. Do you rather stand there or stand here? Everyone says, no, 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 of course stand here. But what's going to happen tonight, my brothers? When you go to sleep at around 11, 12, 1, and Fajr is around 4 o'clock to get up for Tahajjud, I have to do 3, 3.30, I have to wake up, it's 2 hours and a half, 3 hours. I can't do that, Shaykh. How about work? How about tomorrow? How about that? Yeah, I mean, everything gets its right. Family gets their right. Work gets its right. Your health and sleep gets its right. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to be the front of his rights. Only gratefulness to Allah has to be sapped and deleted. These legs has a right on you to stand before Allah. Feel some pain in ruku'ah. Feel some pain in sujood. Let your back hurt you, your arms hurt you. Not because of showing off in front of the women in the gym. Because of Allah. Say thank you Allah. Get up tonight. Pray to Raka'at and make a list. Wallahi al-Azim, you will feel that you are flying in Iman. Take my advice. You will never hurt yourself. Wake up at night, tonight only. Wake up at night or tomorrow, the weekend, whatever. Wake up at night and spend 10 minutes before your salah. 10 minutes writing down the list of ni'am of Allah on you. A list. A 20, a 20 number list. Eyes, health. Wealth, everyone knows this weak spot. Some people have no kids. 
Allah gave me kids. Some people have no wife. Allah gave me a wife. Some people have no parents. Allah gave me beautiful parents. Some people have no money. Allah gave me money. Some people are dying now in Syria. I'm safe in my home. Some people are dying in Palestine. I'm safe in my home. My kids are safe. Some people are wake up in the morning to find this kid dead in front of him, all blood. Allah didn't test me as such. Doesn't Allah deserve to rakat, my brothers? To rakat, too much to ask for? We're asking for miracles now. Oof, tahajjud, shaykh, tahkanta, ul fajr. Say fajr. This is the rank of the ummah. We can't even wake up to thank Allah. Allah is calling out and we can't wake up to thank Him. Tomorrow make sure you pray Fajr. I can't wake up with Tahajjud. At least come to the house of Allah. MashaAllah, every time on Thursday I see the room full, MashaAllah. But I know for it. It's, it's happy and it's what? The feelings in my heart, I'm being honest. They're happy feelings and they are sad feelings. Why? Part of me is saying, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, look at the Ummah. They want deen, they're thirsty for deen. And part of me is saying, bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> All of them won't be here for Fajr. Where are they? It died. My head wants to explode. Where are these people for Salat al-Fajr? Where are they? Where is the Ummah? Thousands of Muslims come to Jum'ah. We're praying outside in our masajid. Where are they for Fajr? Don't they know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered this Salah? Don't they know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala divides sustenance at Fajr time? The sustenance of the day, the barakah of the day is all divided at Fajr time. If you're not in the mosque, what are you getting? Where is the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Is what everyone has to ask himself. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. We all have shortcomings. But everyone has to start with himself. If I'm grateful to Allah, I know Allah's blessings on me, then I start. Salah in the masjid. Quran that's been on the shelf since Ramadan. Remember Quran in Ramadan? It sounds like, ooh, fah. Ramadan was a couple of months ago. It sounds like, hey, where was Ramadan and the Taraweeh and the Qiyam and Surah Al-Baqarah? Baqarah. Khalas. Next Ramadan, inshallah. We have to bring back this relationship, my brothers, to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are grateful. To thank Him. To praise Him. To glorify Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاشْكُرُوا لِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Thank me, be grateful to me, and don't deny my ni'mah on you. All of us ready, inshallah, for this? Please, my brothers, my advice is to you, go visit the hospitals. Go. Go visit a friend, go visit a, a relative, even go strangers. Just go to open hospital here and visit anyone. See someone deprived and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he has given us. It's the minimum we can do to build that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today, inshallah, my brothers, we finish the talk a bit early because we have a, a nice discussion with all of you. I know, mashallah, you all know that on the, on the 16th, we're having our fundraising dinner for the masjid. Alhamdulillah, just to update everyone. The masjid, by the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is fully approved. Alhamdulillah, council fully approved the plans, everything is ready, and the construction should start starting the 1st of December. We're talking khalas. Yani the people that are renting, they need two months to leave, but we can start basically small construction starting the 1st of December. And this is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
I keep hearing again and again people on Facebook and you know people talking saying yeah, another mosque. Why do they have another mosque? Wallahi al-Azim, I'm telling you, yani this statement, it's like someone stabbing me in my heart. Uh, we don't need any more mosques. Habibi, we are not building a masjid for us. We are building a mosque for our children. You are building a masjid for your community in the future. Lakimba Mosque, when people built it, they didn't build it because of the, the hundred lives that were there at the time. They built it thinking we have to have a masjid here for our children. Nowadays on Eid Salah, people are praying on the streets. Likewise, if we don't start building now and investing now for the vast expanding Muslim population, we will end up with no mosques, let alone being part of an initiative to bring deen. Mosques are the hubs of Islam. They spread da'wah, they have activity, you take share and part of all of this. I'm not telling you this because we want your money. Wallahi al-Azim, I've personally been through approximately now two and a half, three years of fundraising. I have never, ever, ever seen a project, a masjid that has basically collapsed and didn't go through. The masjid will get built at the end of the day, alhamdulillah. Now, later, the opportunity is ours. We want everyone to feel responsible. MashaAllah, this land, 7,000 square meters. The masjid here, 1,500 squares. It's going to be bigger than the Kimba Mosque. Just the actual print itself. And it's ready and approved. All what we're waiting for is that the money starts coming so we can build. So, I don't want you just to say, oh, what do you want, you want money? It's like I'm taking a, uh, you know. Some people, MashaAllah, they have beautiful masks. Come to the Sheikh and say, I'm not in need of anyone's money. I'm not taking money to buy my kids food. But I want the brothers to be involved. This is your message. You are the ones benefiting here. Coming on Thursday nights, mashallah. If people who are coming to the masjid, learning in the masjid, benefiting from the masjid, if they are not involved, this is a very bad sign. When I say involved, I don't mean just involved with money. Them giving donations. Involved with fikr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my brothers, loves when Muslims come together to think together. What are we going to do? Allah loves things done in congregation. I want everyone to feel responsible. Uh, don't worry about the shaykh. This is a house of Allah in Granville. How am I as a Muslim going to help this project? How am I going to be part of this ajr? This is what we want. We want our brothers to think together. How can we build this masjid? And we help with every other masjid also. But especially you who are, are mashallah, regulars here, coming mashallah every Thursday, or praying here every day, it's our responsibility to get this masjid up and running as soon as possible, inshallah. People are waiting, mashallah, like we have no section for the women now. Every single day I'm copying abuse. Wallahi abuse. Women are calling up, women are sending messages. Why is there no women classes? Why is there no this? What is this discrimination? I feel like I'm a, I'm a sexist or something, you know? They're attacking me hard, wallah. What? Khalas, relax. Three, four months, inshallah, we'll have a female section. They can't wait. So brothers, please, for Allah's sake, I want your involvement. Not just your, uh, not just your money. Don't worry about the money. Let someone else pay the money. Khalas, you don't have money. You don't, uh, you're poor, you're uh, you're barely surviving. I want your brain. I want your effort. I want your 
good word. I want your fikr with me. If the fikr is there, if all of us unite, Allahu Akbar, we will get the job done. But if one person is collecting money, another person says, well, I'll pay you money, but get out of my face. That's not what we want. We want people to be involved in the masjid, to feel it's their mosque, to feel I'm part of this masjid. I built this masjid. Look at the, subhanAllah, Mazir Fahmi was in one of the dinners last week. He said something beautiful. He said the people that built the Kimba Mosque, you know, Hajj this and Hajj that, you know, the Alamuddin's and the Zrekas and the, the early, early, early ones that started the masjid, they stand up now in the community and say, I built it with my hands. I went, you know, I carried the rock myself. And everyone adds some sort of pepper, of course, because the habit of our community. I was the one that collected the money and I was the one. But look how, don't worry about the, uh, the showing off. Look at the heart, how happy this Muslim is to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to know that 30 years of Musalleen and another inshallah to judgment day to come, Ajr and Thawab, every person who comes and prays in this masjid, every kid who memorizes the Quran, every ayah of Quran that is read, every sadaqah that is collected, every cause, every course, every ayah, every knowledge that passed on, you are part of this Ajr, a continuous charity. All for what? I'm not asking for your money. I know people love money more than their own selves. Don't worry about the money. At least you'll figure out, Allah, I'm not going to spend. A lot of people say, I will spread the word. What do you want? People on the night? I'll bring people on the night. But don't ask someone, oh, I want your money. Don't give me your money. But we want the initiative to work. Alhamdulillah, like I said, we had a very, very successful run. Alhamdulillah, our first dinner, two, year, two and a half years ago, mashallah, we collected in one dinner, an unheard of number, close to one million dollars in one night. Wallahi, no organization, no planning, no this, no that. We are kharbanin tamaman, completely in organization. We admit, we confess. But, it's, why, why did Allah subhanahu wa help us? Because, because I, I, I feel a lot of brothers, mashallah, felt, got involved. There was maybe like something like a hundred volunteers on the night. They weren't rich people. The volunteers were this guy, you know, who's on $200 a week, and this guy's on Centrelink, and, but they were involved. They got up, they prayed tahajjud, they made dua, they were concerned for the mosque. This time, I'm not feeling that void. Allah. From our brothers, the ones that are regular, and from new brothers. I'll be honest with you. I'm not feeling that void anymore. That, that feeling of, what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, build the masjid? It's not there. Maybe it's, maybe it's arrogance. Maybe it's overconfidence. Maybe we... We did, we've been there, done that, free dinners. We collected like something like $4 million, mashallah. So we, we think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without dua, without dhikr, without concern, without tahajjud is going to give us. I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting the feeling. When the feeling is there, I do not care what organization, who speaks, who is invited, who comes, who doesn't come. But when the vibe is not there, I get concerned. It's the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Worst case scenario is what? People say, ah, oh, we, we should work on other initiatives. There's no contradiction. How is the masjid going to be harmful for the community? Even if you're not convinced, it's the maximum benefit. Something else has priority. How is this mosque going to be harmful? It's khair. One person is going to pray. A kid is going to memorize the Quran. We have beautiful projects coming up, mashallah. But we need people's minds. Not the money. I want your mind. I want your concern. I want your dua. 
I'm not saying this, you know, brother, please make dua for us, you know, like, I'm not asking for the uh, courtesy, it's not a courtesy statement, please make dua for us. I am really saying, brothers, for Allah's sake, the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are full. Wallahi, I take oath by Allah, if the gathering here tonight gets up tonight in tahajjud, all of us, and we make dua, you think Allah will say no? Allah will not give? Wallahi, Allah will give. Don't worry how. Don't worry about uh, who will come, how, who will speak, who will motivate people, who's a good auctionee, what auction items do you have? Don't worry about this rubbish. I'm asking about the heart. The treasures of Allah are full. Brothers, kuffar are collecting money. Every day they collect money. No deen, no akhirah, no paradise, no hellfire, no fee, and they're collecting money. You know? It's us. People say, oh, no, it's getting too much, there's too much pressure on the community. Like I always say, Wallahi, if our community stops smoking, bus, they eat, drink with the israf they have, wasting as they much. All that the ummah does is that all of us stop smoking for one year. We will build 10 new mosques in Sydney. Stop smoking, bus. Like, I can pay $15 for a, for a pack a day with a smile on my face, with the ugly picture there, they try their best. Oh Allah, I'm still buying. Wallah, I'll have to, you know, if, if it's my, my, my heart's picture on the thing, I'll still smoke. No problem. But to say, brother, charity for the masjid, work for the masjid. Ya Allah, another fundraising dinner. Ya Khanauna, Khanauna, khalas. We're tired of dinners. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So please, my brothers, I'm going to ask you a favor. Today, it's a hijack. So what? Stand over. It's a standover. I'm going to hijack you for the next 20 minutes. I don't want your money. All I'm going to ask from you is, take out your phones. No. <laughs> take out your phones. See, very easy. Peace be upon Take out your phone. Put your password in. Write the message down. Inshallah, Shabab. Fundraising dinner for Masjid Al-Nur. No, 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 it's not going to happen. Everyone write your own message. Just send the message around. Call your contacts. Mothers, please, inshallah, on the 16th, there's a fundraising dinner for Masjid al Please, for Allah's sake, come. Or think now, can I get a table? Can I get five seats? Don't worry about paying money. All we want from the brothers here is to actually fill the... Fill the night. We want to fill the event. There's 650 seats and we're falling a lot short. It's in two weeks' time. So Sunday night, 65 tables. We want to finish. Who doesn't have a table yet? Who doesn't have half a table yet? Your, table, your name is there, right? Well, still, the re Renaissance, whatever it's called? It's called what? Renaissance. The, re the Renaissance. I'm saying anything. The 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 ticket is fifty dollars. Alright? Fifty dollars. Yani ten V's. What's a V now? What's a V bottle of V? Five dollars? Four fifty. Six V's twelve V's, eleven V's. Can you sacrifice 11 Vs to build the house of Allah? When you put it that way, it sounds very easy. 
to support the house of Allah, I'm not going to drink V for one week. Ya Allah, we are Mujahideen. <laughs> this Ummah is full of Mujahideen. They can't stop V to build the house of Allah. Wallah, if the Ummah stops drinking V for one week, we'll build the masjid tomorrow morning. How many V's do Muslims drink every day? But house of Allah, these complaining, why? I'm not the... So please, my brothers, for Allah's sake, now no one's allowed to leave. I'm not going to let anyone leave until Isha. From now until Isha, call your contacts and spread the word. Send an email, fill a table, you know, the brothers, we have to come. Well, we have to support. Money. Actually start to collect money. Who's going to collect money? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my phone. <laughs> There's around 30 tables left. The thing is there. As you're leaving, the address Pays $500, $1,000 over three months. Wallah al when you think a project is very, very, very easy. But please, I want you involved. If anyone, does anyone have any idea? Any idea to. Yes, sir. Get together where for this? This is the meeting today now. We're getting the end now.